Welcome to Day 89 of Shaped by the Word, Season 2, The Drama of Scripture. It's been 40 years since we last gathered for the podcast. Uh, children of Israel have come up to the border of the promise God has given them, and they, they back away. When they realize the consequences of backing away, they presumptuously try to take what God had already offered to give them in their own strength, and again, they are humiliated before God. And so this generation has passed away. We come to the book of Deuteronomy, uh, which is... Uh, Moses' final series of sermons for a new generation uh, who are about to go in and fulfill mm-hmm. the promises you know, that God has, has given them. So it's a very passionate um, book. Moses himself will not be allowed to go into the promised land because of unfaithfulness to God's uh, you know, commands. So he will see it, but he will rest with his fathers and this new generation. Uh, will go in and, and begin to realize the, the promises of God. So you have some wonderful you know, speeches of Moses calling them to greater faithfulness than their ancestors who came before him. Then we come to uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6, uh, which is where we begin as we kind of dip into the book of Deuteronomy. It's one of the most uh, wonderful chapters of, uh, of the Old Testament uh, as it calls uh, the children of Israel to faithfulness and to uh, helping you know, their, their children and their grandchildren to be as you know, our podcast is you know, kind of built around to be shaped by his word mm-hmm. and by his presence and by faithfulness to him. Mm-hmm. So we come to Deuteronomy chapter 6. I'm Paul Kemp, by the way, with, here with David Keefe, Matt Kresge, and Cindy Kemp. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Keefe, why don't you lift us up with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. And Father, we do thank you so much for your word. Um, we thank you for how it calls us um, to, to love you and to speak of you and to think deeply and to remind our hearts of how good you are and how you have wonderfully saved us and made us your own and so thank you so much for the wonderful truths we'll read today may they renew and and restore and and even rekindle our hearts affections for you as we reflect back um, on your faithfulness um, your great and wonderful history of redemption and so may you um, continue to shape us by your word to be your people here in this time, in this place, um, for your glory. We pray us all in the name of Jesus. Deuteronomy chapter 6. By the, word, by the way, the word Deuteronomy means second law, uh, which is a reiteration of the heart and the character of the law. And uh, you have a beautiful uh, reminder of the heart and the character of the law in this passage. Deuteronomy 6, verse 1. These are the commands, the decrees, and the laws of the Lord your God directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you're crossing the Jordan to possess, so that you and your children and their children after them may fear the Lord your God as long as you live by keeping all his decrees and commands that I give you, and so that you may enjoy long life. Hear Israel, and be careful to obey, so that it may go well with you, and that you may increase greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, promised you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts and press them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands. Bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. 
when the Lord your God brings you into the land, he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and Jacob, to give you a land with large flourishing cities that you did not build, houses filled with all kinds of good things that you did not provide, wells that you did not dig, and vineyards and olive groves that you did not plant. Then when you eat and are satisfied, be careful that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. Fear the Lord your God and serve him only and take your oaths in his name. Do not follow other gods, the gods of the peoples around you. For the Lord your God who is among you is a jealous God and his anger will burn against you and he will destroy you from the face of the land. Do not put the Lord your God to the test as you did at Massah. Be sure to keep the commands of the Lord your God and the stipulations and decrees he has given you. Do what is right and good in the Lord's sight so that it may go well with you and that you may... Uh, go into the land and take over the good land the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors, thrusting out all of your enemies before you, as the Lord has said. In the future, when your son asks, what is the meaning of these stipulations, decrees, and laws the Lord your God has commanded you? Tell him, we were slaves of Pharaoh in Egypt, but the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Before our eyes, the Lord sent signs and wonders, great and terrible, on Egypt and Pharaoh and his whole household. But he brought us out here from there to bring us in and give us the land he promised on an oath to our ancestors. The Lord commanded us to obey all these decrees and to fear the Lord our God so that it might always prosper and be kept alive, as is the case today. And if we are careful to obey all this law before the Lord our God, as he has commanded us, that will be our righteousness. You have, of course, in the heart of this, the... uh, the Shema, and uh, in Jesus' day, a devout Jew would have uh, repeated this, you know, three times a day or the three times of you know prayer. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind. Mm-hmm. And of course, as we, we go back to this, whenever the teacher of law comes to Jesus, and he says, "What is what is the greatest command? You know, have all of the commands, you know, that the Lord has given. You know, what is one?" You know, that, that that kind of brings them all together. And, of course, he said, this is it. Love the Lord your God with everything that you are. But he said, there's a second one. And the second one binds together. Uh, love your neighbor as yourself. And he says, all the law and prophets hang on these two pegs. Um, everything else is, is commentary. In other words, we're not reading Scripture rightly unless it's leading us into a deeper love of the Lord and a deeper concern for our neighbor. Shemal is a convicting passage. Too, it is. You know? It is. Mm-hmm. I, I used to always read it and just focus on, okay, I need to love the Lord. And mm-hmm. the longer I've read it and studied it, I mean, for me, the most convicting word is with with the word all. You mm-hmm. know that you see that mm-hmm. repetition of all because I realize that, yeah, I love the Lord, just not with my all my heart at times. My heart goes in different directions, and yeah. even in the moments where I think I'm getting close to it. You know, I see a commercial or something, and all of a sudden, there goes there goes my heart. You know, there goes my uh, affection towards something else. Easily, our our affections yeah. enticed toward you know lesser things. And when we talk about lesser things, we're talking about much uh, really? lesser things. You know, life would be so grand if only I had. Yeah. And then you can kind of fill in the blank, and and of course, uh, our uh, our repetition of the Shema ought to be, "My life is grand even if I have nothing else." Mm-hmm. And isn't that the irony in this text is he, he mentions when you become a prosperous people, mm-hmm. that's when you're going to be on the verge of forgetting me. And exactly. we, we are, I mean, we live in, in a great, 
you know, prosperous society. I mean, in America, it's hard not to enjoy the blessings of, you know, prosperity around us. And and yet at the same time, it's so easy to just be reminded. I think of even Jesus, you know, teaching us to pray for our daily bread. You know, I pray enjoying bread, but I don't pray for that provision of daily bread because I think it's something that I can sustain on my own. And now we have cupboards that are full. We didn't dig any of the wells, you know, that uh, we're drinking out of, build any of the houses. I didn't build no house. You know, that we're, we're, we're living in. Uh, none of the vineyards around us are vineyards, you know, that we planted. And uh, this is, you know, this is the biggest danger, I think, to the gospel in the West is our complacency because we are, we are comfortable and we are wealthy and we recognize, we, we look at, uh, you know, the things that we have, and we say, look at what my hands and what my efforts have provided for me, forgetting, you know, the Lord our God, which is exactly what he tells us not to do, not forget uh, the Lord your God. And along with what Matt said, you know, just the conviction of with all your soul and, and your strength and your heart, um, where it talks and, and about— of course, the New Testament authors will add mind because they're oh, yeah. speaking to— mm-hmm. uh, they're speaking to Greeks who— who would you know talk about you know, humanity as as being you know thoughtful, and, and so with everything you think, with everything you do, mm-hmm. and these are not you know so much you know, different parts of us. This is just what you're saying. All of us, mm-hmm. whatever there is mm-hmm. in there, you know, bring it out in a for him. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I was thinking. You know, when he says impress them on your children, because if you realize the way you speak, what you love is what you talk about, and no so. Doubt. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. And that's essentially everything, right? So, you know, our speech or the things that are, um, we talk about really give away what we love, for sure. No doubt. So deeply and we should go back and count in the, the podcast how many times this reference has, has come up. But I deeply love a book that was written a few years ago by James you know, A. Smith, mm-hmm. where he, you know, the title of the book is, you are what you love. Mm-hmm. Subtitle is, and you don't love what you think you exactly. love. In yeah. other words, mm-hmm. these things betray you. What naturally you want to talk about, what you get most excited about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and your kids are going to catch that. Mm-hmm. So how do you impress these things on your kids? Mm-hmm. It's not by, you know, <laughs> okay, kids, line up. We're going to go over the Ten Commandments again one yeah. more time. Hope you have these memorized. Hope you do. What impresses you know what is going to impress your kid is if you genuinely love the Lord your God with all your heart, and exactly. they see that in you. Yeah. And if you're going through the motions, and they're, they're going to say, "This isn't important," you mm-hmm. know, "Mom, this isn't important mm-hmm. to Dad." Uh, you know, well, why goes, should it be important to me? Yeah, but what well, goes on, and in the future, when your son does ask you, "What is the meaning of the stipulations and the decrees and laws that the Lord has commanded you?" They need to, what he's reminding them they need to say is, oh, there was this great deliverance that God provided right. for us instead of putting it, the, the, you know, the commands before that. This is a response mm-hmm. to his great re- deliverance. Mm, what, a, uh, what a beautiful, you know, gospel identity. We yeah. were slaves. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we were slaves. And he has brought us out with mighty power and with mighty signs. Yeah. Our identity is now. We once were the people in slavery. Now we are people belonging to God. Mm-hmm. No, it's pretty incredible how this passage in Deuteronomy six has so much, you know, for us today. And mm-hmm. even even in that spot we were talking about a little bit ago, kind of in verses ten through through twelve, you know, as as we're kind of can so quickly kind of just 
eat and be satisfied with all the things that are around us that that call to not forget the lord mm-hmm. and then it's kind of a, a gospel call for that who brought you out of egypt out of the land of slavery you know mm-hmm. wh- why is the the lord worth remembering and worth thinking upon and it's because not just that he's taking us out of egypt but yeah, even the, the greater salvation he's brought to us in his son and so one of the ways we can not forget about the lord is to remember what he's done for us in christ jesus which is something that i know i need to remind myself probably at least three times a day probably substantially more though of how good he has been and i do like the way verse 25 ends because if we're careful to do all this law that will be our righteousness and we know that we fell at that and uh, i think in the margin i i put for what the law was unable to do or what i'm unable to do in the law christ has done for us no and that's in the new testament we have he mm-hmm. is our righteousness exactly mm-hmm. uh and uh and, and of course this is this is not talking about a you know a perfected legalism this is right. talking about loving the lord with all your heart and your soul exactly. uh you know in, in in your mind and of course there are provisions in the law for uh you know for our for our failures mm-hmm. and i love you know the psalmist said god knows our form he remembers that we're we're but dust but he still has compassion on his children but it, it's a it's a heart it's this kind of heart in a for god it's not a, a legalism so a lot of times you can take you impress them on your children talk about them when you sit home when you walk along the way in other words this is just a natural part of everyday you know conversation then you go into verse eight tie them as symbols on your hands bind them on your foreheads and if you're over literally you're just tying them but forgetting them and so you see yeah. you know the phylacteries on the heads and on the hands and you see the signs on the doorpost but you see the people living in it as far from god as they could possibly mm-hmm. be and so hands and head and home mm-hmm. th- those are emphasis of you know the great movement of scripture for those who are loving god with mm-hmm. all their heart mm-hmm. and with all their soul fun passage all the way through Mm -hmm. heavenly father thank you for loving us and giving yourself completely to us and for the invitation uh to find our heart and our identity by loving you with everything that we are and and we confess and this is and matt has reminded us that our affections are so easily stirred such little trinkets Mm-hmm. And uh, we're, we're no different than Esau that trading away, uh, you know, a remarkable birthright for a bowl of beans. Father, forgive us for uh, loving lesser things. Call our hearts back to their true love in you. And, and cause us, Father, with everything we are, to rejoice in everything you are. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen.